right, people, it is Anime Death Spiral yet again, the only anime podcast with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's right. And, Nate, I got some I got some mail the other day. Wait, hold on. Are we are we making money off this? Uh no, no, no. Uh no, no, of course not. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. okay. well, what would you get in the mail? Well, what'd you get in the mail? Uh, we've talked a lot about Chainsaw Man in an effort to stand out from all other anime commenters. Okay, they, really hold focused. on. I think that there needs to be some, some self-cataloging done because I think if we, I don't think we have talked a lot about Chainsaw Man, but go on. We've talked a little bit. We've at least talked about Fujimoto quite well, a lot. Sure, we t- you've sure. talked about him even last episode. Okay, sure. We've talked about Fujimoto plenty. Uh, we've but... talked about Fujimoto. We've talked about the short story collection. Uh, I think I talked about Goodbye Airy when I read it. Uh, you, you told me that when uh, you told me about when you read Fire Punch. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we've talked about the fire, the the Chainsaw Man anime a, f- a few times, I think. A little bit, a little bit, but uh, that. So you sound like you're a pretty big Fujimoto fan. I mean, I have at this point read every single one of his comics i don't know if that makes me a, like a big fan well it, it makes you either a big fan or an extremely dedicated hater <laughs> i do spend probably a, a very sad amount if i totaled up all the hours i've spent like hate watching or hate reading stuff yeah, it would make me very sad. That's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, do you have anything to express to the world how much of a huge, dedicated fan you are for for Fujimoto's work? I'm not a. I don't consider myself a huge, dedicated fan to anybody's body of work. Really, I think I I appreciate no gods, no kings artists. But yes, uh, you know, no gods, no kings, no uh, no o tours. No, no, uh, no heroes. Yeah. <laughs> no heroes. No tours. no heroes. Uh, all artists are weird people. You don't know them. You've never met them. You can't know somebody through their work, no matter how many times people try to convince you so. It's just not possible. I think by necessity, every artist is uh, the worst person you know. My personal philosophy, and, you know, this may sound harsh, but is to assume that, like, every single person famous uh, or the creator of great art or whatever is probably some kind of fucking weirdo or creep. Oh, absolutely. If you approach things from that point of view, I find you will be uh, less disappointed in the (laughs) long run. Yeah. Well, it's a trauma response, really. I guess so. I guess so. Maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to remember if there was, like, a tipping point or, like, was there, like, somebody who died at some point and everybody was, like, outpouring their grief and then, uh, like, some bad news came out about them and it, like, really got me? Uh, well, I don't know if it was you, but I think, uh, uh Jimmy Savile for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, you. I was, <laughs> I I was a huge, yeah. huge Jimmy Savile fan. Well, you know, you grew uh, you grew up in a house that uh, didn't have cable, but you got BBC. I did get BBC like DVDs and stuff. Yeah, uh, never, never, never Jimmy Savile. No, I I only <laughs> heard about that guy after uh, uh, all the pedophile stuff came out. Yeah, but I just I I think that's a safe way to approach things. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a Fujimoto f- 
a fan, super fan. Uh, yeah, I, I respect his body of work, but everybody's fallible. I mean, I think that's pretty much I, where we're both at. I appreciate his body of work. I think he's done some really good work. I would never, I don't know, Stan, Stan Chainsaw Man or whatever. I, I, I've really spent a lot of time uh, working through my own like weird emotional responses to stuff like fan fiction, fan art, uh, oh, like OC canon stuff, all that kind of shit. The the kind of like uh, a barnacle-esque fan community creation that has grown across like every popular thing in like the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years since I became like really acutely aware of it. See, I think that's where you and I differ because... Um... Chainsaw Man pretty accurately reflects my own personal set of weird fetishes. Uh, and so uh, I do latch on to all of that stuff you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm saying there was a point at, uh, in my life where I'd have been called to you like a disgusting creep <laughs> for stuff like that. Or like a really sad fucking uh, loser. But I'm trying to say <laughs> I'm overcoming that part of myself. I'm recognizing oh, that's that that so is big of you. That is. I'm growing as a person. I'm becoming a more tolerant of uh, other people's expressions of of joy, I suppose, <laughs> of appreciation for art. People can like things in ways that are different from the way I like things. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, oh, wow. You just got empathy for the first time. I'm wor I'm working on it. I'm working on it. There's I still have a knee jerk reaction to some things, uh, like uh, uh, you, uh, the, uh, fictional characters are not your friends. Okay, like that still does make me sick. <laughs> like, please, uh, but Uniqlo, uh, as has been known to do uh, across many many different things. Uh, I think the last big one they actually had a pretty interesting like nintendo drop <clears throat> a little while ago mm -hmm. but they do these collabs right the one of the big persisting ones that I always found baffling was they've been had a really long running uh keith herring collab unique low cross keith herring i'm not familiar with keith herring oh you'd recognize his work immediately let's see let's put uh let's put some money to that yeah uh he was very ubiquitous in pop culture for a long time oh oh okay uh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. All right, you got me. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, this is the first image that popped up when I Googled his name, uh, and and I'm super into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he was great. He was great. That's super uh, funny. Did a, lot of, did a lot of street art stuff before hey, he Hey, check really out our off. Patreon to see what we're talking about here. Or just Google him. <laughs> but they did... Uh, as you probably put it together by now, they did drop uh, a Chainsaw Man collab recently. And uh, usually they're like pretty so-so. They're like better than your average collab theme clothing drop, like by a mile. Sure. Uh, like they actually attempt to like do cool, interesting things with the designs and not just put like a thing on a t-shirt. But there was, I, I usually find it like, oh, that's cool. I personally would not. Okay, let's hold on. Let's back up a minute because let's acknowledge that 90% of anime fans don't understand the concept of clothing that's not just a thing on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, well, I would say a, a, a very large amount of people who would call themselves a fan of something 
uh, are probably in that camp. In fact, a lot of people who don't call themselves a fan of something are really in the uh, my clothing is a picture on a t-shirt type <laughs> type shit, you know? The, the difference being like... Uh, either it's like bizarrely like just the adidas logo across your chest which i just cannot fathom or it's like a sports team or whatever you know you know you know everybody knows exactly what i'm talking about. i mean i think there are degrees and the more minimalist the design i think the more acceptable it gets to me in at least in my perspective over the years i've grown like uh, very very minimalist i i've become much much happier like stripping all that kind of stuff away from my life like logos on clothing and all this stuff i i tr try to avoid it as much as possible these days <laughs> the the days of ironic uh slogans written across my t-shirts i think i have long long put that in the grave have you ever thought about how it's it's funny that um sorry uh, to interrupt but uh like Are over you? over no i'm not actually i'm not sorry at all but i was being polite <laughs> yeah, that's what i thought um <laughs> uh it's funny how like over the years the evolution of of like pop fashion these days you're basically paying to not be a walking advertisement for the brand uh oftentimes these minimalist uh <laughs> brands and and designs from them uh the more they get more expensive like the less uh the less iconography are on them damn my man's sounding like ad busters over here i know damn dog <laughs> i've been watching youtube videos a lot recently <laughs> i've been watching all these stoic videos they're really opening my eyes about life hey hold on we're not uh, we're going to talk about berserk later on the docket <laughs> I don't just say I know that sounds super pretentious. I'm just saying I I've put most of that stuff in the ground. But uh, they released a they released a Chainsaw Man collab, Uniqlo Chainsaw Man, yeah. and there was one in particular that I thought like actually struck me like so fucking hard. And I think the collab in general is like pretty good. Uh, but they had one that is a series of like mock up frames from the the episode where power uh gets her cat back right and they're like they're they're mock-up frames like uh like pre-production stills with like the notes and stuff written on them and there's like a panel of six of them and it's just like oh god it's fucking oh my god this and the layout's fucking great it just really struck me and it, and it got me thinking about oh and i i immediately tried to buy it they were all sold out within like I, you, did, you sent me some photos of that when when you were looking at it, and uh, I gotta say I agree, it's real fucking cool. That's a real neat design, like uh, really I, fucking good. I shit. love that that incorporating the pre production stills uh, into it. That's such a yeah. that's such an on point look. It's so cool. There was another one too. I think there was a Denji one that I really liked as well, but it only came in navy blue, which. Uh, I yeah not not you know, my thing. The other the other one that I liked was the the black T-shirt that just had the the Chainsaw Man jaws uh, on the chest. Oh, that wasn't Uniqlo. Oh, that, that wasn't was, Uniqlo. Uh, Who was that? That was a completely different thing. That was a Yoji Yamamoto. Oh, that was the one okay. that was just like three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that one yeah. also goes really hard. Um, Fucking really cool. Yes, I agree. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I saw that. You sent me the pictures of that sweater. It looks real dope. It looks dope as hell. And, but it got me thinking about like merch stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. like, okay, I are are we done? Can we talk? Can are you done bragging about the cool sweater that you got? 
just one event, you know, it's just, it was just a thought I had. It was just it's something that happened in my life, anime-related recently. What, what, is that a, is that a crime? Listen, sir, no crime was committed here, sir, except for the crime of braggartry. Yes, if you insist, I'm done talking about the recent t-shirt purchase. <laughs> we can move on. Okay. It's actually a long sleeve, okay? So it's like a pullover. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> go do you on. want me to bring up, we could talk about the uh, Supreme Akira collab if you want, because there was a, a, a pair of coveralls that I really, really fucking wanted to buy. That were like $200 that I, I could never get my hands on. You know, I saw some imagery going around, I think, uh, when that was when that was going on, uh, of the Acura bike with the Supreme sticker on the side of it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, like, for a promotional, they had a live action, live action? A, a real life replica, <laughs> a, a scale replica of the Acura bike, and it was decked out in, in Supreme stickers. Along with yeah, the other, yeah. Uh, you know, iconic stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, the BOGO. Yeah. The classic Supreme BOGO. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, that crossed my vision a little bit. I see Dragon Ball come up in affiliation with with Supreme a lot. Did they do a collab? Uh, everybody's up on Dragon Ball. I usually associate Dragon Ball collabs with uh, Bathing Ape. Are you familiar with Bathing Ape? They're like, they're they sort of the NFT? Japanese... They're 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 pre NFT by quite a few years. They're they're sort of the Japanese Supreme. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. You, heard you'd of them. probably you would probably me. recognize you would recognize their their uh, mainline hoodie. Okay. Just like the Keith Haring thing, I promise you, you would recognize it. Did you watch the most recent season of Mob Psycho? With, with that uh, monkey shirt, uh, the banana shirt that he gets in that. Uh, is that like a riff on that or am i making that up <laughs> i have no idea it i that does not look familiar to me i uh bathing ape is uh a, a, it not a not a little monkey okay. all right all right anyway all of that stuff had me thinking about the merch stuff right right and merch is so bizarre in the anime space it has taken up like such a such a strange life of its own right i would say like when people think about it they probably immediately start thinking about gun gunpla <laughs> well sure say uh, that? gunpla uh gundam gunpla. figures um you yeah. know anime girl figures lots of different types of figures but it goes beyond that clothing accessories um you know all all kinds of manner of stuff uh, you can think of can can be branded for whatever anime you're into. Yeah, I, I just think about the Gundam stuff in particular first because like it's so big and it's like to the point where it is just its own thing. It's like not really even related to Gundam anymore. It's totally its own thing to where it's it's totally influenced Gundam, uh, you know, in, in a circular way. Right. That's what why those SD series. Gundam yeah, are so it's, popular because they're basically Funko Pops. It's folded back in on itself where now there are Gundam series that are based on uh, the models, which yeah. is like really funny. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, remember the Bionicles show? <laughs> That's still going on, dude. Uh, is that you still would going not, on? You would not believe how huge the Bionicle fandom is. I know people people went really hard on the Bionicles thing, and I okay, remember so, having a Bionicle so, as a kid. Okay, you know how there are Disney adults? 
Yes. Uh, there are Lego adults, and there are just as many of them, and they are all also into Bionicle. <laughs> it's, that's uh, perverse. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I, in, the, uh, in the weird web circles that I dip my toes in every now and then, I get glimpses of these, these kind of things. And, and it's much vaster and much deeper than you would, you would ever think. It is a strange, strange world uh, that I, I've only ever half stepped into, I think. I never really committed to any of that kind of stuff. Because I spoke to my dad one time when I was younger, I think late oh, that's, teens. Yeah, don't talk about that. <laughs> that's unrelatable to most of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll I probably I, it only happened like a few times. Uh, <laughs> but he was talking to me about baseball cards, right? Uh-huh. And I think this kind of, you know, it's hard to uh globalize or, or you know, universalize this, but he was talking about how he really regrets as much as he likes collecting baseball cards, uh he he ended up really regretting participating in this very like a boomer tragedy of culture where baseball cards used to be like you get a pack for like 25 cents or whatever or you get a pack and they would come with gum or whatever and it was well, like cool it, as a kid uh, that like was kind of around. the original selling they weren't the original selling point you got them as a bonus on packs of gum and packs of cigarettes back in the day yeah yeah uh, yes uh, uh, both for children the yeah. children's gum and the children's cigarettes exactly uh, listen, uh, Joe Camel, he's been, he's had a lot of forms over the years. Man, I thought that dude was so cool when I was in third grade. <laughs> he was so cool. And that's why you have lung cancer now. I have lung cancer and no health insurance. <laughs> Adding it to the lore. But he was, you know, he was always uh, really interested and, and regretful of his participation in that culture that, like, took something that was like a fun thing for kids and perverted it so much that his generation created baseball cards that were literally worth like a million dollars. Just like, I mean, we could relate it more towards anime and manga by talking about like uh, Superman issue one selling for a million dollars. I mean, we don't even have to go that far. Um, We can talk about magic, dude. We uh, post Malone just bought that magic card uh, from the Lord of the Rings collab they did. Uh, for two million dollars. Yeah, why? Why did he do that? What? That's really stupid. That's Post a really Malone's stupid a huge, thing to do. A huge magic nerd. It's part of his brand. Uh huh. I guess I never knew that. That's a really weird thing to include in your brand. Yeah, no, that's like his. He he, he puts it in a lot of his songs. Actually, um, he's, he's he talks about magic cards in his fucking songs all the time. Have I never listened? To, have I never listened to a Post Malone song? <laughs> you may have never listened to a Post Malone song. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, uh, Magic the Gathering just did a collab with the Lord of the Rings estate. Are you saying that because that's how I said it as a joke? <laughs> <laughs> collab? <laughs> I think that's a really funny way to say it. Uh, <laughs> he, he spent $2 million on this, this Lord of the Rings card, this novelty pack. So they, yes, no, not a pack, one card, um... They they did a uh, you know a printing and and one of the cards in the series was the One Ring, and of those printings they made one unique printing of the One Ring card that was in the the you know the Mordor Black Speech or whatever 
the the text from the ring itself and and they only made one of that one and some dude in a flyover state somewhere uh pulled it from a pack and post malone bought it from him for two million dollars uh that's gross that's really gross and so basically um at this point magic don't like it is is just making like cards specifically for post malone to buy because he's like a he's like a mega whale collector um he has a bunch of like original prince black lotus which was the original thing that i was going to relate to this uh because i because that is actually from like uh, 30 years ago and is you know by itself a useless piece of cardboard other than uh it's artificial rarity which is what you were talking about with the uh, with the baseball card stuff yes artificial scarcity something that has reared its ugly head uh quite often in the last few years so you know the the post malone thing is is kind of like the end state of that where now they are just post they they are just making singular cards with the intent of a known buyer to to buy it eventually yeah yeah just like how the wwe is having shows in the united arab emirates just for uh the the saudi princes like that's that's the only reason yeah well i mean there's a lot of reasons going on there oh boy but but he was talking to me about how he feels like him and his generation because of the way that they they brought those those fetishes up with them as they grew up created oh they ruined us and they should be fucking yeah. burned at the stake for it <laughs> yeah they he he felt like they had created that culture and he had sat there watching it uh, you know leak into gen x uh, ironic appreciation for uh for kids cartoons and then unironic and then watching uh our us our uh, our millennial asses just full-on just embrace it from the jump like no questions asked uh, just like just latching onto it. Does he does he shed a tear when he sees his own children like collecting fucking figs and shit? <laughs> well, I I like to think we're a little more like I I I was building to like I I stopped doing that right like I I've it has loosened its grip on me as I've aged. Uh, I I kind of can't bring myself to justify buying any merch of like anything anymore. Well, I I okay. My relationship is weird because I definitely lusted after merch for sure when I was a teenager. <laughs> when I was like really first discovering anime and really getting into it, uh, maybe yeah. to a a unhealthy obsessive level that teenagers are are prone to do yeah and hilariously spending money on that shit instead of just buying anime dvds well that's that's the thing though is my parents very wisely uh like we were not you know uh, hard up for for money uh, in my family growing up i did not have a hard childhood but my parents very wisely <laughs> never gave me money uh personally yeah, you to caused spend. all your all your personal faults, uh, those came from you. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, nothing to do with your upbringing. Uh, and so I never had any any money of my own to spend on this shit uh, until I was like, you know, way later in high school and I got a job at the local yeah. carnival. Yeah, that was smart of them. Yeah. That was smart of them. So thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, you really stopped me from 
uh, forming some pretty bad habits early in life. You fell into the pit after you started making some money. You had the fucking bills in your pocket and you needed to get rid of them. Oh, well, by that point, I had moved... By the time I had actual pocket money for myself to spend, I had moved on from anime merch, and I had gotten into Warhammer at that point. And the so, trap. Yes, the, yes. The ultimate useless piece of plastic trap. Listen, uh, yo, we're, we're gonna badmouth anime merch right now, but I make no <laughs> illusions. I make no illusions to my, to my spending habits, uh, regarding, regarding certain IPs. I, I bought a lot of, uh, I bought a lot of Warhammer merch back in the day, uh, specifically figures. Uh, but they had a, a function, they, you know, they had a game that they were used to, to play. So uh, oh, that's yeah, kind of, definitely. that was kind of my justification for it, right? It, it wasn't just a useless figurine that was going to sit on a shelf. It was something that I was going <laughs> to engage yeah. in a social event uh, with other people. It was a useless figurine that you would dance around and play with your little friends with. Yeah, exactly. Listen, listen there are degrees of this, okay? There are degrees. Okay. I feel like I'm not on the bottom. Here's the thing. Uh, you know what really unlocked my third eye about this shit? What? Very early on in my life, one of the one of the truly like blessed moments was I just printed my own Pokemon cards and stuck them together. And it was like the most mind-blowing experience it was like, oh, you can just make these. There is no reason not to just do it yourself. And I and magic opened my eyes to the other side of it, whereas like these like hateful nerds self-reinforce this bullshit. If you wanted to play like a magic deck, you could have just printed off the cards yourself. Hold on, no, no, a whole bunch of the people that I played with back in those days did uh, just print their own cards. Uh, Good. Good for them. In fact, they printed their own made-up cards. I knew a guy who had a whole deck that was a uh, a deck full of made-up cards that were based on Fooly Cooly stills. <laughs> well, see, I that invalidates the balance of the game. So I, can't, I mean, I, I think can't these days nobody that. cares, especially since the digital magic scene has taken off so much. Um, and, and in that you very explicitly can just make a deck of whatever you want because every card is available in the, uh, uh, in both the free, like, programs that you can use to play Magic Online and the official ones. You can just get yeah, cards. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. But we are drifting away from the, the true, uh, ultimate expression of this, which is the completely useless, purposeless, uh, hunks of plastic which are the anime figurine. Uh, see, just like my wallet, Magic and Warhammer keep uh, drawing my attention back away from anime in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a black hole. It I really know. is. It sucks people in so hard. But, you know, again, my ultimate justification was they had a purpose, unlike uh, anime girl figs, which, uh, I don't know, I guess depending on the purchaser may have a, a higher intention behind them. I would say they definitely have a purpose, but it is a much darker purpose. <laughs> it is a, some truly like evil shit happening there. Yeah. I I have always felt weird about the anime figurine and they are so ubiquitous now. You cannot get away from them. I mean, you go even on like the Crunchyroll site, which I occasionally do, unfortunately, to my great misfortune to watch anime. I mean, do you pay for it, man? 
I know. I know. It's disgusting. I hate <laughs> myself. Uh, and there's ads for it just like on the page. And very soon, I, I assure you, they will be inserting ads into the actual anime itself once they get the fucking like go ahead from the distributors. Mm-hmm. But like that is such a strange specific thing okay well here's my theory i think that our generation in particular uh goes very hot or cold one way or the other on the anime figurine thing specifically because of toy story right (laughs) like that's the one (laughs) specific thing that you're getting at here is that you think so is that you were either like uh really uh you know had some uncomfortable awakening feelings about watching toy story or it was it was a disney movie for you i think those are the two wait yeah. ex- i want you to expand on this theory because i i did wear out my copy of toy story but i'm not sure what you mean uh, expound on this what people who really like toy story uh really like anime figs because they imagine that maybe they'll come to life and have sex with them <laughs> i see that's where you're that's the thrust of your argument i was wondering where you're gonna go with that uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure that's that's the scenario i think it's like it is a a, a way to physically manifest uh this thing that only exists uh in the 2d realm right it's a way to make 2D, 3D, <laughs> which uh-huh. is the ultimate, it's the ultimate holy grail of the anime fetishist, right? The translation of the 2D to the 3D. And, you know, so the, the anime doll is uh, essentially the homunculus um, waiting for its owner to um, instill it with its, uh, its will to life, uh, much like your Toy Story theory. Uh, unfortunately that is not a real thing you can't actually make golems at least as far as i know i have read most of the cabal i did uh, none of it worked for me and so you were uh, a huge madonna fan back in the day <laughs> yeah in the in the kabbala era like the early 2000s that yeah. was really peak madonna <laughs> it's it's very very strange and you know what it always feels weird to me too because i think there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of Marie antoinette going on here in the anime scene the having your cake and eating it too because every time they make fun of otaku in anime they do it by portraying their room filled with anime dolls right yeah. But then they sell their own fucking anime dolls, so it's like, hey, dog, uh, who, who exactly are you trying to make fun of? Hey, Is you, it a little do you gentle want me to blow ribbing? Your mind right now? Hit me. There are uh, sexy anime doll figures of the girls from Welcome to the NHK. Of course there are. Of course there are. <laughs> I mean, uh, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that ties in uh, very thematically to what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of Toy Story, um, I remember when I was a kid, I used to get Wired magazine. Mm-hmm. I loved magazines growing up. Magazines were so cool to me. Hey, remember magazines? I do. I miss magazines. I think magazines were dope as hell. Uh, sometimes they came with demo discs. That oh, man. Remember so New cool. Type? New Type magazine was the shit. I never got New Type. That was one of them I, I missed. I would maybe every once in a while, I think I picked one up at the grocery store or whatever, but I didn't. I never had a subscription. Yeah. I had a subscription to Nintendo Power, mm-hmm. EGM, Wired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? 
that might have been the big three. I think those were my big three. I was able to get a subscription for a year to EGM, and then I got a couple years of uh, Game Informer for my birthday uh, for my family. And then one year yeah. I asked for uh, a subscription to New Type. That is the anime magazine, right? From back yeah, in the New day? Type was yeah. anime. Uh, but I, I asked my family one year for my birthday for a subscription to a new type, and they're like, no fucking way, you weeb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We already see the danger signs, like, coming down the pipe. Yeah. We need to, like, cut this off at the pass. Uh, well, that and the year subscription uh, was, like, $80. So. Anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I remember reading Wired once, which was the entire world to me at the time. Um, because I really wasn't allowed a lot of internet time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can, you were one of those uh, internet restricted kids. <laughs> well, you could imagine why. I got. The, I, I mean, I had okay. So I had AOL growing yeah. up. So using the internet was not a pleasant experience for me as a kid. Uh, so I avoided using it at home, and I just used uh, Netscape at at school. Yeah. So you were also restricted, but from the other end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a user interface issue. Uh, AOL sucks shit. Yeah, AOL did suck shit. That's why they gave it away for free. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, re- I remember reading an issue of Wired that had uh, a feature about uh, this artist. I wish I could remember. It was so long ago now. Who was... Um, his body of work was essentially perverting these anime girl dolls. Uh uh, in the artistic sense, not uh, I think they're already perverted plenty coming off the factory line. Uh, but he would sure. he would exaggerating you know them to extraordinarily grotesque levels, right? And that was like that's mm-hmm. his commentary. I remember being struck by them so hard. Like these are so disgusting and weird and beautiful. Like that's so cool. Uh, you could see like this is where the pretentious art side of me started growing. The seeds were planted in this in this like wired magazine issue. I always found the actual things after that disappointing, you know, really, when you get down to it, like a lot of them, you know, there's really good work. I remember that when the Todd McFarlane like toy line started coming out and people being like, wow, there's some real artistry in these toys and being like, well, that's yeah, that's cool. And, that's, you know, stuff like that happened in the anime doll scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that part, like the artistry of creating a cool doll is cool. But like, honestly, as pieces of art, they're extraordinarily mundane. And it seemed to me, after looking around at the people who are buying them, they're not really buying them because they're beautiful sculpts, even though sometimes there are. They're they're buying them because you can hold them upside down and l- look up their skirts. Well, yeah, that is kind of the thing we've been dancing around. It is for you to have a physical access to these characters in the <laughs> privacy of your room, right? Look, I don't, I really, really try super hard not to say cum tribute, but like, I can't, I can't, you said it, I said you it, said I it. couldn't fight it. Put it, okay, uh, it. all right. You couldn't hold it anymore. You have to give me $5 after this episode's <laughs> over. Uh, that was the agreement. I fought so <laughs> long and hard. I, could, I couldn't help it. I had to say it. 
yes, uh, but that is that is it. Uh, that is the reason um, all of you freaks buy these anime figures is because you want to jerk off onto your action figures. Jacuzzi. Um, and I'm not judging you. Jacuzzi. I'm not judging you for it. I'm judging you. I jacuzzi. I I, uh, I judge you. Uh, that that is Remy's job. He's the he's the judgment. Here. I am super judge. Um, I said that whole thing. I'm just disappointed. I said that whole thing about uh, growing personal growth and uh, overcoming my own biases. Uh, just to soften this, I judge you. I judge you so harshly. I'm judging you so hard right now. I know what you're doing with those dolls, okay? Hey, you know what? When all the when all the pretense is stripped away and we can stop playing these little games with each other of like uh, respectability <laughs> and uh, the footsie with this fan culture bullshit. I know exactly what you're thinking, okay? I know exactly what you're doing with those things, okay? I, I see you. I see you. And in a way that makes us closer as enemies than even your closest friends. Uh, and I think that's beautiful. Uh, let's, I said the thing, so can we, can we take a break and uh, uh, calm down a little bit? Yes. Okay. okay. Let's take a break. All right. <laughs> I, wasn't, I really wasn't going to say it. I really wasn't going to say a trailer for uh, a new movie from Studio Ponoco uh, called The Imaginary. I think it's Studio Ponoc. But uh, yeah, can Ponoc. we can we Ponoc. let's step into like the the pretense that there is artistry in anime for a second. Let's try to step back into that shadow. Sir, I disagree with this uh, heretical <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> this is uh, we watched a trailer, you know, there's been under under uh, all the hype for Miyazaki's final movie, Studio Ghibli movie, uh, The Boy and the Heron. The final movie, big quotation marks. I think marks. this one probably is, but uh, you know, a couple, a couple of clips and stills finally leaked out, um, and they look very cool and interesting, and I'm very excited for it. But kind of underneath that, um, Yoshiyuki Momose, who is a, a, a longtime Ghibli veteran, uh, also put out a trailer from their uh, new studio for a movie called The Imaginary. Yeah. Which looks like dope as hell. It looks fucking cool shit. It reminds me, it gives me huge Little Nemo vibes. Yeah, it's got some Little Nemo in there. Yeah. You know, I think the more accessible reference um, is that it's very in line, for me at least, with Spirited Away. You know, kind of same same realm. But it has that feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Momose did, you know, key animation on Spirited Away and... Big Wig over at Studio Ghibli for many years. Key animator on Porco Rosso, key animation on Spirited Away, a uh, bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, got his career debut on Grave of the Fireflies, uh, as as many a traumatized middle schooler uh, may, may remember. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is good shit. And it shows, you know, you would absolutely not be too far off if you saw it and immediately thought it was a Ghibli movie. It's got the look. 
it's got the lush animation it's it looks absolutely beautiful it has the kind of the charm and the the sense of wonder that is usually uh what puts those movies apart from a lot of other animation stuff uh it's it looks really interesting uh and uh well i think it's fun that there are at least at least in this case there's a a kind of continuation a spin-off of that style of animation you know uh this is uh kind of a a culture club versus talking heads situation right <laughs> uh we've got some people who did some really iconic work uh spinning off doing their own thing kind of carrying on the tradition sure sure well and it shows you you know this is we t- i started the whole thing talking about there is no such thing as the o-tour there is no such thing as like uh the the great man uh, and it is it we should be reminded every once in a while that like Ghibli isn't Miyazaki right uh, Ghibli is a big house filled with extraordinarily talented people I, I always felt that a lot of their non Miyazaki helmed features absolutely get shortchanged at least in the international audience right I think so I think American audience in particular are primed to follow the auteur theory of, of following these films. And so they have latched on to Miyazaki, uh, both as a filmmaker and a personality, and and don't really stray outside of what they see his name attached to. Yeah, well, we've all been primed to think about stuff in that way. And I think, you know, for for a reason, you know, it's easier to sell stuff when you're like, Oh, well, it's a movie by Steven Spielberg. It's like, okay, well, you kind of know what you're getting. Which I don't know. I don't know what that means anymore. You know, people say that Steven Spielberg has a style, but I grew up in an era of Hollywood where he was so saturated into the overall process of making films at that point that it's like saying... (laughs) <laughs> like, like, all right, here's the original white bread. Well, he made all his good movies before we were born, so <laughs> I feel yeah, like we're... Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, we're, we're... All of his biggest influence was decades before uh, we were we were alive. Yeah, but uh, you're, you're absolutely right, because, like, the tale of Princess Kaguya is, like, one of my favorite Ghibli's, and that's, that's not Miyazaki, and it doesn't look like the other movies, too. It has a its own personality i fucking love yeah, that i movie. bet there was some fucking jabronis that walked out when they realized it wasn't like the other like it wasn't like miyazaki movies. i can't imagine any anyone was such a philistine <laughs> that they would they would do that well one that people absolutely slept on that we both saw was that uh ghibli collaboration with the, that french studio um the red turtle remember that yeah one? the red turtle was great uh, that was uh, uh, that was also uh, Takahata with uh, the, yeah. the French guy. I'm sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, frog. Sorry, sorry, frog. Uh, I love the red turtle. I thought that was really great. Also, uh, Takahata did Only Yesterday, um, which I uh-huh. also think is like one of the best Ghibli movies that like people don't really talk about um, because it's not fantastic. It is like a very mundane tale about. Uh, like people growing up. Yeah, I love Only Yesterday. I think it's cozy as fuck. I, you know, okay, it's, sure. Uh, That's not the word I'd use, but okay. Well, okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, I I think that it taps into that <laughs> unique sentiment that not a lot of American people are familiar with of like going to the countryside for the summer. That's that's not a universally understood thing in American. What are you talking about? Kind of the. You, you don't think people go to the Jersey Shore? 
That's not the country, though. That's my country. Uh, those are your peeps? Those are my people out there. Yeah, you know, more yeah. anime fans than you would think. <laughs> okay. Guidos love anime. They love anime. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, the point being, like, uh, it's nice to see other people getting repped and then stepping out of the, the Miyazaki shadow. Uh, which isn't Miyazaki's fault, obviously. It, you know, sometimes people just, like, leave a giant fucking footprint that other people can't really escape from. But if you are talking about Ghibli, you know, there is, like, other stuff in there mixed in with all the 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 castles in the sky or the Nausicaa's or, or the spirited aways. You know, there's there's other stuff in there. Just, uh, sp- speaking of no auteurs, no heroes, uh... <laughs> uh, let's 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 talk about the one piece of actual anime gen- that's going to be present in this episode. You can't say One Piece. Okay, the the one example yeah, of yeah. Uh, the singular example of, of actual anime that we're going to talk about in this episode. There you go. Uh, that that ironically kind of rolls uh, well into what we were just talking about. Yeah, connecting back to what we what we were talking about at the yeah. top of the show. I started watching that Roroni Kenshin remake anime. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, I am just a simple consumer. I, I'm sure I don't know anything of what you what you may or may not be implying about the Roroni Kenshin franchise or, or the people involved in its creation. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like I said last time, it's so hard to find anime news over here. It's just impossible. You you never know really know what's going on with these guys, right? Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't see what that has to do with with this new anime. Yeah, I mean, watch, it's not like on. you would ever, like, Google the creator of something you really like, right? You would never do that. I mean, uh, I did go to public school in America, so no, I would <laughs> never do that. Uh, look, I, uh, they, my teachers didn't write, cite your sources on every single one of my essays for nothing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh hey you should um just really quick uh google uh nobuhiro watsuki tell me what you find oh okay well all right uh give me a minute here um well uh uh oh okay that's the guy that that created roroni kenshin uh you know i really love that series it, it was really beloved to me growing up watching on toonami uh that i think was one of the ones that, uh, that really got me into anime like as a thing yeah a lot uh, of people kind of a lot of people jumped on anime through roni kenshin is sort of like part of that pack you know we've talked about the toonami list but like you know stuff like that Dragon Ball, Gundam Wing, Sailor Moon, uh, Inuyasha. Well, it's, it's the I can't speak to it to a universal degree for everybody, but I think a lot of people experience the same thing as me, which was kind of like the Pokemon, Dragon Ball, uh, and then Dragon Ball leads into all of the Toonami stuff, which included Rurouni Kenshin and Outlaw Star, and then and then that leads into Adult Swim, where you get uh, your your real deep uh, deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I say deep cuts. Yeah, but, your deep you know, cuts. Everyone's like the most popular yeah. anime ever made. <laughs> Those real deep cuts. Well, I mean, it really did at the time. You know, when you're 14 years old, seeing the stuff for the first time, it did feel esoteric, uh, because you know, and going back to the anime merch stuff. Like, that was one of the real reasons you wore anime merch, is to signal that you were into this stuff that most people hadn't heard of at the time. Yeah, like wearing right? wearing an earring on just your left ear. Yeah, it means you're a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 
Okay, well, anyway, uh, okay, scroll. Oh, he has a controversies tab on Wikipedia. I bet he oh. does. I bet he does. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. He only had to pay $2,000. Wow. You know what? I don't uh, think anybody ooh. should get arrested just for buying DVDs, okay? <laughs> DVDs should be a legal <laughs> right. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. I'm seeing what our... What's... what? What was on the DVDs? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, those DVDs should be illegal. Oh, no. Oh, that was bad stuff on those DVDs, my man. Oh, God. Ooh, sheesh. Hey, you know what? That dude was using a uh, nom de plume. I wonder why. Uh, turns out his, re <laughs> his real name is not Nobuhiro Watsuki. It is uh, Nobuhiro Nishiwaki. No one would ever figure that one out. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Now... You know, most of the time, most of the time, uh, you are advised by your lawyers, like, not to incriminate yourself uh, when you are on trial. But it says here, Watsuki, his own testimony claims hey, that... Hey, so about that new anime, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the first thing that struck me was that uh, compared to the original 90s series, I really like the quality of the voice cast. You know, uh, I think that, tell me if this was different for you, but, like, when you and your friends started watching anime with subtitles and in Japanese versus, you know, dubbed, uh, did you ever watch the original Japanese audio of Roni Kenshin and, and people made fun of the fact that he was voiced by a, a, a woman VA? Uh, no, but they did uh, for Ash in Pokemon. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And later on, Naruto, um, of course. You know, I think that at least in, in regards to that, they kind of did a direct... He sounds much more not like a, a small child, I guess, when, when he's in his goofball mode. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenshin kind of has a small child. What you said? What did you call? You oh. said a small child. <laughs> hey, did you say? Did you hey. say small child? Hey. No. Uh. Okay, you see, no. the no. authorities were actually investigating his house uh, due to a different complaint, uh, and had linked him to the purchase of the DVDs on accident. Uh, <laughs> so they weren't even there for the DVDs. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh, okay, moving on. I guess I'll I'll move on from the from the from the VA cast. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I'm pretty disappointed in is uh, they definitely have that super uh, unnaturally saturated color palette that is associated with digital animation in the modern age. You know what I'm talking about? Block like block uh, colors. Yeah, block colors. Yeah. A weak shading. Um, very static backgrounds. You know, it, it, it loses so much of the charm of that original anime from the from the '90s. Yeah, in my opinion, and and they've definitely I don't I don't know a better way to say it other than they've moeized, uh, they've undergone moeification oh, no. uh, of the characters' designs a bit, especially uh, Yakihiko, the the little kid. Um, that that wants little to... kid, you say? You say oh, they uh, they made oh. <laughs> they made the little kid look more like a little kid. They made the little kid look cute. Well, Are you they, saying I mean, that they 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 made they made him? I mean, he's he's not like a little kid. He's like thirteen or 
12. In his own testimony, um, he said that he liked girls in late elementary school to around the second year of middle school. In his own testimony. Ooh, okay. This was uh, in his deposition. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, okay. Uh, another thing. Another thing that I was like super not into. Uh, maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know at this point, but I, w- I was not impressed by uh, by the opening song that they chose. Uh, I, now, I showed you that earlier. Yes, yes. And, and I'm sure there's absolutely nothing about that that you could tie back to certain unrelated controversies. Um, so let's talk about that. <laughs> well, hey, I, I never Googled the band. <laughs> we, could, we could come at it from a completely different angle. <laughs> Uh, okay, but uh, seriously, I did I did show you the opening animation yeah, for the yeah. new series, and it feels like a weird pairing, right? They've got kind of like this super high energy, um, very uh, loud, uh, and I mean that in in the design sense where there's a lot going on musically. Sure, it's like a, a rap hip hop th- thing going on yes. with the lyrics. It's it's of its it's of its time. It's it's it be, it belongs in the current trend for sure, which is uh, mm-hmm. sort of this like almost like kind of emo pop, uh, but with like hip hop influences, like a little trap thrown in there occasionally. You know, a lot like uh, yeah. uh, like how the the Oshinoko theme song that everybody fell in love with is sort of like uh, a hyper pop uh, track with like uh, a couple of trap verses thrown in. This is sort of sure, like yeah. on the other spectrum of that with uh, sort of uh, like the the uh, Hell's Paradise opener, which we both were pretty lukewarm about uh, at the beginning of the season. Though to me, it grew on me a little bit, even though I don't like the uh, the breakdown in the middle of the song. I think that part sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm still not super impressed by it. It didn't leave any any lasting impressions. Yeah. You know, there are very few series overall that uh, are a never skip on the intro on my list. Sure, sure. Yeah, so you would skip this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sort of like how the creator of Roni Kenshin skipped skipped, uh, his jail time and, in fact, only only paid a fine, uh, a fine of uh, uh, less than $8,000, it says here, uh, about two thousand uh, dollars, and then he got to go home. Oh God damn it! Yeah. Oh, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Huh? Uh, wow. Um, That's pretty wild. <laughs> morally, and so therefore it must be wrong factually. <laughs> uh, now I I believe in one of our first episodes we did go over anime crimes, literal crimes, and uh, someone did go to jail, like real actual jail, for selling bootleg. Uh, anime merchandise on the street. I, I believe it was Demon Slayer hats or something. I mean, that's awesome. That's uh, one of the one of the all time greats right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would die for that cause. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So you liked it? You liked the anime? Well, no, it's you know, it's okay. I feel like it loses. Like I said, it loses a lot of the charm of the '90s one. Um, especially in the style, they they really kind of homogenize Kenshin's overall look. I don't know how to explain it super clearly, but so like in in the story, you know, he kind of goes into badass killer mode, right? Every now and then when he needs to. Sure. Um, 
and and in the 90s anime that was always signaled by a a instant heavy use of of contrasting shadows um everything about his character design got more sharp you know his eyes got super like narrow uh and and they do that that palette uh color change yeah those uh, so, sexy sharp eyes yeah the yellow the yellow cat eyes and in this one he just kind of like talks in a deeper register and furrows his eyebrows but there's no overall stylistic change to the scene sure it just has way less impact uh, it's not impressing me so far i'm kind of disappointed uh i've watched the first three episodes so far seven are out um i'll probably catch up and see how i feel about it but uh overall um i would i would stick to the 90s animation just because it's better to look at uh honestly it has the nice painted backgrounds um it, it has it has cool kind of like uh, uh active character designs this one comes off to me overall is super cheap what is uh the comparison with the original i mean are, are we doing like scene for scene or are they starting the story in a different place no no they're doing more or less scene for scene so far although they have added more in um, so it feels like maybe they're doing kind of like a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood thing where they're trying to be more faithful to the actual events of the manga, uh, you know, including stuff they got edited out for the 25-episode season uh, format of the original. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Like, the stuff with, with Yakihiko uh, being a pickpocket and then wanting to join up with, with Kenshin um and and Kaoru's dojo that was originally encompassed in one episode uh, in the original series and got split up into two yeah. for this one man i'm trying to remember if that's how it goes down in the movies because uh, uh, i should mention uh, i i've watched almost all of the the live action kenji movies except for the prequel one which is like why the fuck why would anyone care well, you know, uh, it was always my opinion that that Kenshin prequel movie, uh, Trust and Betrayal, uh, that was always the best piece of media in the whole franchise. <laughs> I legitimately like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the live-action one is the same, though. Uh, but maybe it is, like I said. Uh, oh, they did They did a little retcon, huh? It Probably. They changed a lot of stuff in the live-action versions. And I will say, at some point, we are. I am going to make you watch these. We're going to do the live-action anime set. Not the anime to Western adaptation set, uh, the Japanese live action adaptation ones, of uh, which I'm very excited. We'll watch, we don't have to watch all the Kenshin ones. In fact, I think there's only one good one, really. But we definitely will be covering that for sure. All right. Well, I hope you're excited uh, for that. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. For I'm it. telling you, the JoJo one is like really good. <laughs> you would not expect it, but it is good. Okay, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting anything. Yeah, you... my my expectations are the lowest they could possibly be. Well, that's good. You should keep them there for everything, and then you'll <laughs> never be disappointed. All right. Well, okay. Uh, I I didn't want to just cast our own lens of, of interpretation over this Kenshin remake. Um, I wanted to kind of pull from what other people are saying. So I've taken a few uh, Crunchyroll reviews here, and I just uh, wanted to see how they compare to, to what I felt about it. Yeah, I felt that would be a good way to, to round out this segment. 
the most valuable opinions, the uh, anonymous uh, posts on Crunchyroll. Listen, this is the Greek forum of which uh, we are a part. We have to listen to the people and what they say. It is good to every once in a while check in on how incredibly stupid the average anime viewer is, um, uh, just to kind of <laughs> keep the, the premise of the show itself uh, afloat. Uh, okay, so let, let, let's just let's just see what people are saying. What 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 are the people yeah. saying about this Kenshin reboot? Uh, all right, well, uh, user Glam09 said, "Very good. I grew up with Rurouni Kenshin and love the series. Just watched the first episode of this remake, and it was amazing. Can't wait to see more from this author, despite the controversy." Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, you know, well. He, he could have said because of the controversy. Yeah. Yeah, at least it's despite, I suppose. Okay. All right, well, um, all right. Well, okay, here. Uh, G-Man the One uh, said, Amazing reboot, but comes at a price. The new Kenshin looks amazing and is awesome to watch, but I hate that they canceled the creator. So sad. Is that sad? Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is great because it, it does remind me that uh, I don't think anybody knows what they mean when they say cancel. Because, like I said, uh, the dude has been steadily pushing Kenshin stuff, including these live-action movies, for like a decade. Uh, and uh, didn't yeah, go to jail. He was not, he was not canceled. Um, he has a career. He's still making he's still making stuff. He had to pay a fine. Yeah, uh, didn't even get divorced from his wife. Okay. All right, well... Uh, surely, uh, surely, uh, user sarcastic destroyer spelled oh, with a K. This sounds promising. This guy could, couldn't have anything but negative things to say. He's got 40 reviews yeah. on Crunchyroll. This guy has to be in there. He's got to pull a lot of weight around here. I can't wait for this one. <laughs> he says, a promising reboot. What? Uh, having seen the first app, <laughs> I think this one is going to live up to the original. The voice acting is good, the animation is solid, the art is good, and the plot seems to follow the original, from what I remember. It's been 20 plus years. <laughs> oh, and geez. all in all, uh, it's promising, and don't forget, age is just a number. Oh, God! <laughs> huh. Yeah, great, uh, Sarcastic Destroyer. You really, uh, you really laid it on there. Uh, I'm glad opinions like that are being made accessible to me personally. Uh, I'm just gonna give up on on this Kenshin thing now. <laughs> it's obviously no, uh, there's no escaping the horrible, horrible things this guy did. Uh, <laughs> there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Um, uh, there is no ethical consumption. Period. <laughs> we should starve. So we should all probably just uh, go extinct. Yeah, I think that's the best move for us. Uh, uh, no, anime has me convinced that uh, that we should probably just stop. Yeah. We should just stop. Yeah, I think we should stop. It's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll stop this podcast for now, at least. At least for another week. At least for a few more days. <laughs> yeah. A few more days free <laughs> of anime. Uh, when we come back, are you going to have watch some anime, Remy? I hope so. I hope so. Um, I should be completely free. Uh, of other distractions by then. Oh, thank God, finally. Yeah, uh, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for the COVID to f finish ravaging the bodies of my, my anime <laughs> compatriots uh, so that we can continue <laughs> our, our watch session. But it's getting to the point where it's like, 
Okay, I gotta move on. I will at least have read some new stuff, so I'll have more stuff to actually talk about next week. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I won't feel bad about about watching uh, or reading my trashy romance anim- <laughs> anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you romance, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> really okay. Well, that's enough for now, dear reader. <laughs> okay, all right. This has really left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> oh it's too hot for this okay all right hold on hey remy uh, i got one last thing i gotta do uh but i i need you to 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 cover up your your ears oh no uh, this is just for me and the audience okay i'm taking the headphones off okay all right you you gone all right uh hey audience uh this is me i'm here to promote our socials uh uh, you can email us at animedeathspiral at gmail.com. Check us out at YouTube slash animedeathspiral. We upload the episodes there. Uh, that was it. Okay, Remy, that was, uh, you can come back. Hey, what was that? What, what did you say? Did Were you, were you plugging? I didn't say I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. Were you no. plugging social media? <laughs> I absolutely was not. Uh, I don't want people to hear about it. I don't oh want people God. to engage with this. Oh, my God. I am. Okay. Podcast over. Bye. Bye. <laughs> He always goes up to the girls and he's like, I really hate to ask you this, this is really awkward, but like, did you jerk off at school? The girls are like, ew, what the, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then later on they're like, yeah, I did. <laughs>